Welcome to the Action Comedy Nerd Show. I'm your host, Jerry, and I'm here with my partner, Dan Brown. Hi. And uh, this is a very special episode. We've been wanting to do this for a couple months. This is an episode dedicated to the memory of Stan Lee. The great Stan Lee. And we have our friend and comic book historian, uh, Chris something or other. What's his name? Chris Lambert. Chris Lambert, yeah. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Uh, No, it's not time for you to do that yet, Chris. Don't worry, I'll edit you out. (laughs) Uh, Because now is the time where Dan and I tell people where they can see the Action Comedy Nerd Show live. Guys, you can check out the Action Comedy Nerd Show at ZipCon February 23rd at the University of Akron. Uh, Details will be up on the website soon, so make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. But February 23rd, University of Akron for ZipCon. And we're in the middle of lining up our summer dates, so hopefully we'll have some more dates, uh, information about those dates soon. Yes, and hopefully we have a lot of dates because we have a lot of good prospects coming up. And having said that, our special immemorial episode of the Action Company Nerd Show podcast dedicated to the memory of Stan Lee. The great Stan Lee. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show. Welcome to this episode of the Action Company Nerd Show. I'm here uh, with my partner Dan Brown. Hello again, everybody. And uh, sitting across from me at the at the uh, table of uh, champions is a comic book historian, actor, man about town, raconteur, uh, 17 times heart attack survivor, Chris something or another. Chris something or other Lambert. Uh, hel- hello, everyone. Yes. I just called him that because that's what his mother used to call him. Yes, something. Chris or other. something yes, or other. Yes, yes. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about him having heart attacks. I was oh, like, no, wow, no, you're, no, no. man, your mother had a I'm great trying, crystal ball there. I'm trying to give up that heart attack for Lent. Yeah. <laughs> How many heart attacks have you had? Uh, nine. Nine, yes. Hey, you're doing better than Dick Cheney. <laughs> yes, yes. I always like to say I've, I've had two wives and nine heart attacks, or is it the other way around? But if it were the other way around, I would have had a lot more than nine heart attacks <laughs> if I had nine wives. Yeah. So. 4.5 per wife. Yes, yeah. yes. That's what, uh, that's what the math simple is coming math up at that to. point. Yes, You'd yes. be about 40 by the I've time. got a wonderful one now, so just... Uh, so. Yeah. Well, black comedy aside, uh, morbid humor aside, on um, November 12th, 2018, at the age of 95, Stanley passed away. Yes, very sad day. <laughs> very sad day indeed. And uh, we've all been thinking about it. Maybe you have too, if you're listening to this episode. Uh, I mean, you know the name. People under a certain age probably know him from his many cameos in Marvel movies. Literally, even if they literally, literally every single Marvel movie. Yes. I think uh, every single. Yeah, going back he, was he in the X-Men too. ones, too? I, I can't think of it right now. But Well, fortunately, th- we have a comic book historian yeah. with us. Yeah. Yes, just about mm-hmm. right from the beginning. The Spider-Man uh, movies and the X-Men movies, yes. Uh. He made, you know, and they've shot maybe 10 or 12 already in a row so that he will continue to cameo Which is into, into the 2020s. That's amazing. So I have a couple of Stanley-oriented you know, life and career questions I want to ask you, Chris. But let's yes. just start with you guys, Dan and Chris, and I might join in after you guys start. Just in general, what 
um, associations do you have with Stan Lee? Like what characters, what events, what parts of your life? Just what associations do you have with Stan if Lee? If I can start, because mm -hmm. this one is a little bit out of left field. Okay. But as you and I have talked about before, the biggest thing that got me in the stand-up comedy, the biggest inspiration mm -hmm. was Kevin Smith. Right. And my, my all-time favorite thing that Stan Lee had done was his cameo in Mallrats. Sure. And he, and he said at one point that, that was his favorite movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and he killed it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. With I mean, the, uh, with the uh, uh, you know, your friends got some hang-up about the yeah. superhero parts. <laughs> and the best, I mean, the, the thing, too, is you meet that one woman that not even all the comic books in the world would trade her for, and then uh, Brody was like, really, yeah. Stan? All the comic books? <laughs> Which, yeah. at that point, he, be he, goes from being, he goes yeah. from being sir to they're on a first-name yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you know his original name? No, I did know that Stan, Stan Lee. Stan Lee. No. No, I didn't know that Stan Lee was like he changed his name. He changed to it after some, because he said he wanted to use that his original name for the great American novel, which he always professed wanting to write. His uh, name, along with his brother... I will uh, argue anything he's done in Marvel has been greater than what any <laughs> novel he could actually come up with. Larry Lieber is his brother, and Stan Lee... Lieber. So he just cut the Lieber right. and put Stan Lee, and in the, the I said Stan Lee was his real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then later he, uh, you know, made it legal and changed it to Stan. Well, Lee. I read online that when he was a young man, maybe mm -hmm. not even twenty yet, but it's certainly young, mm -hmm. and he was working at his cousin's publishing house. Yes, Martin. And he Goodman. used the name Stan Lee on just some stuff he did right. as a pseudonym. Right. Uh, and then. Uh, Captain America number three, okay. which is, he was accused of uh, doing a lot of things, you know, sort of borrowing from people, right. but uh, he did not create Captain America. Jack Kirby and Joe Simon already had, and his first writing assignment was in uh, the postal regulations needed a little short story, prose, okay. to get to make it a certain degree of postage uh, mailing. Okay. And uh, he, he wrote a story to trap a spy or something like that <laughs> in Captain America number three, which was 1941, and he was okay. about 17 right. then. Uh, he was born in 22, so he might have been a little bit older than right. that. Yeah. So what about you? What's what, what, is that uh, your Stanley? No, my my Stanley story is uh, there's two things that really grabbed me that he was not the same type of writer that other writers I admired at DC and Charlton and the other comic book companies because he was not afraid to use humor in it in the comics. He was not afraid to be a little overly dramatic. And by that, I mean almost like Shakespearean, right. and which he used heavily for the Thor character because right. it fits so well. Sure. And, uh, and then to put feelings where people weren't always, you know, ha right. happy yeah. with one another. And then the, uh, the feet of the hero with the feet of clay. The, right. other, the other thing that really got me was uh, I, uh, unabashed plug, but it's out of print. Uh, I wrote a Superman book, uh, helped write a Superman book when I was in my 20s, and Stanley had a quote in it. So I was trying to get anybody who was connected with Superman or with that book to sign it. I went to a Stan Lee signing, I met him, and he, his quote was, if there had been no Superman, there would have been no Spider-Man. 
So right. I said, could you please sign your own quote? And mm -hmm. he said, why? And I said, well, because I helped write this book. And he got it very excited for me. So, oh, wow. and, he, and he was very proud. And he says, you know, hey, continue this. And I said, well, I'd already been writing for a newspaper. And he said, well, that's great. And he, All right, that'd be and 40 just, bucks, kid. Yeah, no, <laughs> now it would have been, and there's 40 bucks. But he just, uh, as quick as he could, because there was a long line. Sure. And, and he just was very nice to me. And he said, hey, you know, congratulate, keep it up. I hope you get another book deal down the road. This is good. Keep it up. And, I, and that was sort of my personal... Sure. I met him twice, but that time okay. we actually had time yeah. to chat a little. I never, I never met him, nor did I ever see him live. Mm -hmm. I, I, did, I saw him live, but I'll tell it after you. I'm well, sorry. you tell it. I'm just gonna, I'm like filling in like background oh. blanks. Well, sort of I did. Um, and in 2013, me and a, uh, another comedian actually went to uh, Wizard mm -hmm. Road Columbus. Uh -huh. And we were kind of walking around. We did the um, the uh, the showroom, you know, checking mm -hmm. out things there. And right on our way out, we saw that there was going to be a Stanley Q&A, and we literally got the last two seats oh available in the place. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they were charging for the Q&A, but we just happened to be walking by as right. they, they were letting people in. So we got the last two seats. And it's funny that you say that about Superman, because at this point, he was, uh, he was an older man. And uh, the person helping him out was like, "All right, if you, you know, I'm going to have to repeat your question, so Stan knows what your question is, because he's mm -hmm. not going to be able to hear you." So at right. first, like, it was kind of sad, uh -huh. but it, it's still mm -hmm. cool that he was still doing these things. Yeah. And he's like, "If you really want to get his blood boiling, ask him about Superman." <laughs> and then, <laughs> so somebody went up and said, "Who would win in a fight, Hulk or Superman?" And everyone oh, went, "Oh!" And yeah. he was like, "Before I answer, give you my answer." He's like, "The true answer is, it depends who's writing." And, oh, and that, well, that's very, very <laughs> like, it depends who writes it. He was like, and this is what he said. He was like, here's the problem with Superman is that DC has a lot of things that could never happen in comic books, but everything in a Marvel comic book could happen could in real possibly, life. Yeah. And then he was like trying to compare. He's like, well, Superman just puts his fist in the air to fly, and yeah. Thor, you know, he needs to swing his hammer right, and, and he, momentum, he throws yeah. it, uh -huh. and, and that could actually happen. Uh -huh. And I look at my comedian friend, I'm just thinking like, oh, my God, he's a crazy old man. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been said it's probably not a complete... Completely accurate, but it's sort of like almost a myth of comic books that yeah. DC is more fantasy. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. Marvel is more science fiction. Yet in the Silver Age, they guised it under science right. because the Golden Age was all magic-based heroes. The, Green, the original Green Lantern, a magic lantern. Right. The, the Silver Age Green Lantern, a spaceship comes down and guy gives, <laughs> yeah. gives him a ring right. that's based on yep. science. So, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's fantasy, a... but it's science fantasy, yes, yes. according to Julie Schwartz. You both mentioned cons. I, I read online that he went to his first comic book convention in 1976 yeah. when he made his first appearance, like mm -hmm. as Stan Lee. Right. And that's got to be um, like a couple of ramifications from that. One is it's kind of the early days, so he's almost like linked to the rise of the comic book convention. Right, right. And also the rise of the comic book convention probably turns him into a celebrity like no other comic book yeah. artist had yeah. been oh, able absolutely. to experience. One of the first comic book conventions was in New York in 1964. And then uh, it got a little bit more prolific around 69 mm -hmm. through 72. And I was like a teenager. I cannot believe my mom let me go on a bus <laughs> to the murder capital of the world at the time, Detroit, with $600 in my pocket. And I thought a convention was guys in straw hats like, you know, the Shriners or right. something. So I wore, I had like three sets of, of fancy clothes and four ties. And, you know, and I, and, but, but I bought, spent so much money and, mm -hmm. and had so many comics I had to put in my suitcase. I had to put two suits on to, come, to make room for my comics. But it was the uh, Detroit Triple Fanfare. 
okay. which was one of the top, first ten comic conventions in the in the country. Later, it turned itself into the Motor City Con, I think. Yeah. But okay. originally, it was triple fan for, for fair for comics. Uh, movies and science fiction. Right. So, How big was the con back then? Uh, it was pretty big, mm. uh, considering you know, and uh, it mm. was it held at the Detroit Hilton uh, right. Towers and uh, had a great time. Well, I've know. read um, just about cons, not about yeah. Stan Lee. That when um, they started having also in the same time frame the first Star Trek conventions. And actors from Star Trek were surprised at how big these cons were. Yeah. They would go up to, like, Detroit or something to yeah. make an appearance, and there'd be thousands of people, and they couldn't even fit in the hotel right. oh, or yeah. in the venue. And they had no idea that this, at that time, mm -hmm. was a, this was like an emergent I was culture. Surprised. I went to one of those early ones, and I was surprised that the first big star I was able to get hold of was Jimmy Doohan. Okay. And I just very nicely, Mr. Doohan, could I please have, you can sign it, Scotty, or Mr. Doohan, or whatever. It's up That'd to be you. 40 bucks, kid. Yeah. And again, <laughs> long before that happened, and he hadn't, I gave him the little pad and I gave him the pencil, and he didn't even get point to paper before he started saying, that lousy, you know, Bill Shatner, <laughs> son of a, you know. and he started, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to hear bad words because I was still kind of young, but he was saying these things. Right. It's like, but you do at conventions, like the nice story I had about Stan Lee and others. Right. You want to mm -hmm. get back on Stan? You know, yes. It's it's great to see your heroes, and hopefully, I'm crossing my fingers. It's good to see them without feet of clay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so. I mean, I, I believe Stan Lee himself uh, considered Spider-Man, I don't know if it's his greatest creation, but his pro his most successful creation. Right, right. I mean, it's hard yeah. to argue that it's not his greatest creation. Right. Well, I'm just trying I to mean, put words in his yeah. mouth. No, no, I, I but, but it was like identified as. Yeah. 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 yeah, And I always just felt odd that, you know, you hear him talking about the guys in the bullpen. He always right. had a nasally way of talking. Right. And any time, you could tell it was Stan any time he said the word, and let's not forget Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it, got, check right. a nose doctor yeah. to see if you've got a sinus infection, right. Stan. Right. The, the height of my comic book reading career was my childhood, um, even probably pre-12, but it was always reading my father's comic books. He collected comic books when he was younger, and then he just had boxes full of old comic mm -hmm. books, and that's what I was reading. So I read all of, I mean, again, I can't cite chapter and verse of about specific issues. Right. But I just read many, many, many old um, Ditko, mm -hmm. Stanley, Spider-Man stories, and that was like my yeah. superhero. They, they seemed to flow better. Uh, right. I'm not saying that DC writing was choppy, but it was very stiff. You mm -hmm. know, the 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 stories might have been right. good, but it was very stiff as opposed to the like I said before, the the flow of the humor and the. There was one comic mm -hmm. uh, when uh, FF fought the Molecule Man, and he can control molecules, right. and he rammed the thing down underneath the uh, the sidewalk under the right. street, and all the pipes and everything started crushing him because Molecule right. Man made him grow. And the thing, you would think, you know, hey, I hope my friends can hurry up. And, <laughs> no, he said, <laughs> I hope the other th guys can get me out of here fast or they'll start to have they'll have to start calling us the fantastic three and i thought okay there's a humor in a right. in a spot that you don't yeah. expect it you know whereas superman would have said great scott i've got to get away from right. here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i will say this that and i i believe i heard this from a stan lee interview that uh that originally they didn't like the that he loved the idea of Spider-Man, but no one else did. They said because no one cares about insects, yeah. superheroes can't be teenagers, and superheroes <laughs> right. can't have problems. They don't. Yeah. Want, and and yeah. 
I mean, he just he flipped yeah. the, he flipped everything on that. Yeah, Mart, uh, I mean, Martin Goodman told him that and, and said teenagers yeah. aren't the heroes. They're, They're the, the sidekicks. sidekicks. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very absolutely okay. uh, right on. So Chris Lambert is yes, confirming Dan Brown's yes, anecdotes. Yes. And, and if you want to tell them the little thing we I, talked I about I do before. understand that Stan Lee also demanded Marvel build a wall around D.C. and make <laughs> D.C. pay for it. Um, while, while we're talking about facts here right now. <laughs> oh, I will tell you some, something interesting. He would, in his... Stan Soapbox, he would make fun of the distinguished competition because right. it stood for DC Comics. Sure. Uh, all the comic books this past month, they took the titles off the Marvel Comics and put Stan Lee 1922 to 19, uh, 2018 right. on the Very top. Cool. And then you open up the comic, inside cover, black. The face page, mm. all black. The next mm. one, all black. The next one after that was a picture of Stan with, again, his... And then they put his very first... Uh, Stan soapbox on the inside back cover. Okay. Well, I thought this is great, and so all month you you can't find your comic title. You have to kind of pull it up and look because Stan's across. Town. And then uh, the new DCs from this month just came out uh, Wednesday, mm -hmm. and they just had a black page at the back and said very uh, with with great understanding from your distinguished competition, <laughs> yeah. we mourn your loss. Right. So I mean, they were, you know, they were right. sort of playing up to the yeah. joke that he always. But that told is me. a very classy. Oh, move. it is very incredibly very, classy. Yes, yes, yes. I uh, I also know that uh, Stan Lee and Bob Kane used to be friends. And Stan and Bob and Will Eisner of Spirit fame oh, really? all went to DeWitt Clinton High School at the same time. Wow. And we're all around the what? same age. You just made that up. No. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I know this is like real trick. But you said, here's the uh, trivia yeah, guy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, Bob Kane would always draw a picture of Batman. He would say, don't you know who I am? I'm yeah. Bob Kane. And people yeah. are like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. And he would draw a picture of Batman. Then they'd look over and be like, hey, aren't you Stan Lee? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that and was then, from uh, that then, was from his episode of uh, Smodcast with uh, Kevin Smith. Okay. <laughs> and uh, supposedly, uh, if uh, Bob, uh, they needed an alter Mm -hmm. or something he would run out of the room and come back and then there would be an extra arm or something or a hand yeah. from the, reaching up because that's all he could draw he was very he had a million ghosts he so would just scratch out bill finger's yeah. name at the yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Side note, well, unrelated I mean, to this, just but think, it finally took all these years to, to get just a few years ago bill finger's name and watch it the documentary an batman and bill yeah. Okay. Watch the documentary Batman and Bill. It is incredible. Yeah. So it's anyway, wonderful. back to Stanley. But so, you, sh you should uh, talk about uh, Dan. You should talk about the uh, the drug issues from DC and and but Marvel. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Stan. We were we were talking okay. about this well, while that... you were getting your your stuff set up and mm -hmm. um and, and and you were in the other room that uh, you know while DC was kind of playing around with the Comics Code of Authority with the right. drug use. Um, you know, there were times that they were pulling back. There were times they were kind of tiptoeing the line. Mm -hmm. When Stan yeah. Lee was the first one to just kind of really go, yeah. okay, we're going over the line. We're unapologetic about this. Right. It was, um, it was it was a Spider-Man up uh, issue, the, correct? Yeah, Harry. Uh, it was like ninety six, seven, and eight, or, or ninety five, six, and seven. One of the, uh, yeah, yeah. It was towards the hundred mark, uh, hundred issue mark. And they just took the coat off and mm -hmm. said to heck with it. It was about uh, Harry uh, Osgood. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. Oswald. Uh, Osborne, yeah, Osborne. The, the, Green yes. Goblin's, the Green Goblin's son. We Nor did our Norman, research. Yes. Norman's uh, son, Harry, who's you know the roommate sure. to Peter, very good friends with him, 
the stress got to him, so he started popping pills, and then right. yeah. they, the, the code said, uh, and Stan oh, and said, eh, well, we'll just do without you. DC said, my uh, my sidekick's a junkie. Yeah. Yeah, my, my sidekick's a junkie yeah. the, with Green Arrow watching uh, Speedy. Red Speedy. Which is yeah, an Red interesting Speedy. name, right. and he's shooting yeah. up in the, right. and it was a two-part, the second part was Snowbirds Don't Fly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but what a, what an iconic cover, you know. Yeah. But there was also, Stan had, uh, he's sort of a right. de facto art director along with Johnny Romita you know just had a whole splash page where Gil Kane was you know had uh, Harry's uh, face tilted back and pills were dropping all <laughs> over from like raining from the sky so besides Spider-Man there's uh -huh. many many other heroes mm -hmm. um, and characters associated mm -hmm. with Stanley are there any other favorite characters besides Spidey I'm really fond of, uh, and he stayed on this book a long time, Daredevil. Uh, sure. Yeah. And then uh, I liked his run of Avengers. It didn't last too long, but, uh, and, and his, his and Jack's 17-issue run of X-Men, issue 14, 15, 16, was okay. the birth of three-part origin and breakout mm. party for the Sentinels, which sure. then gives Marvel stories that, can last for the next. You can mine that right. those those stories is, for thirty is years. Is there um, truth to the claim that the Avengers concept was his brainchild? Uh, basically, it was when uh, Martin Goodman. You've heard the, the famous story about the golf game. I don't know if it's not true. at all. Okay, does it involve Stanley? Yes, and okay. uh, they were. They, Martin Goodman was playing golf with. Uh, with the head of uh, DC Comics. And, and the head of DC was boasting about all these new characters mm -hmm. in a group called the Justice League right. and how it was taking off. And Marvel was really having about to declare bankruptcy. And so they came back and he, uh, he told his son-in-law or whatever the connection was, cousin-in-law, you've got to put a team together with, with characters, a, a super right. team. So he created the Fantastic Four, which was really sort of uh, an extension of Jack Kirby's Challenges of the Unknown from the 50s. Sure. But the, the real mimicry of Justice League wasn't the Fantastic Four because they were a family. That was a unique thing, right. a family team. But uh, when uh, he came up, when Stan came up with the Avengers, which was free-standing heroes on their own with their right. own books, band together like the Justice League had their own books, but band together. Right. That the Avengers is more to the Justice League, not FF. But still, FF turned out to be a hit, which gave right. him room to do all the guys. Just from for the, the sake of um, historical clarity. Yes. So, which came first? Uh, Justice League or Avengers? Uh, ju uh, Justice League. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, that was around 59 or so, and then um, Justice League, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Avengers came around 63, 63 or so. Okay. Um, but if I, I if I could, I'd like to uh, read a little bit of, uh, I've got two quotes, and maybe I'll read one now. Go for it. And then uh, later we can, uh, before the end of the podcast, I can read another one. This is a story uh, involving Thor, so obviously there's a lot of uh, Shakespearean type of dialogue. And the story is wrapping up, and the, the villainous Princess Python says, Look, Thor, we had all this money. It could have you know, been, a bunch of it could have been yours. Uh, said, What's in it for you now, now that we, we've been captured and you didn't help us? Uh, this is how Stan would write occasionally, and I'll give you one now, and I'll right. give you one at the end of the podcast. Thor answers with his Shakespearean dialect. He said, what's in it for you now? And he answers, so long as thou canst only think in terms of monetary gain, then verily I say, <laughs> never canst thou understand. 
Mayhap the day will come when men think of truth, of right, of love for all their fellows. I pray that twill come soon, for not till then will humanity fulfill its promise. Nay, not till then will man and God be one. <laughs> and that's in the last three panels when Superman and Batman would have said, well, case all wrapped yeah, up, let's say, go. <laughs> you know, I thought Chris Hemsworth yeah. was hard to understand with his yeah. accent. Jesus Christ, <laughs> what does that mean? And, and I here, assume it means money's and, and, not everything. And since, uh, maybe I'll just do the other one right now okay. real fast. Sure. There, again, uh, Batroc the Leaper, who's French, you know, Stan would give him the, the typical French, yeah. you know, oh, what is he going on? Mm -hmm. and, he uh, leaps. Yeah, there, there's a... a, a that's a, his superpower. <laughs> he jumps around and a he lot. He leaps. Did you say leper? No, leaper. Leaper. <laughs> He's not even a jumper. But in the middle of... Um, Got to be between one foot and four yeah. feet. His kid, the hopper. Yeah. There was a toad who hopped. The, the toad was part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But uh, they find out that there's an A-bomb under their feet. And uh, Batroc says, well, if you fail, even Batroc will be among the victims. Uh, the bomb is yours, Mon Ami. Uh, my so great speed will take me to safety while you stupidly risk your life for the <laughs> undeserving masses. And as, instead of just like Superman and Batman just jumping down the manhole cover and hitting the button, yeah. the off button, and saving the world of New York from right. A-bomb, Cap says there was another who gave his life for the masses many centuries ago. <laughs> and though he was the wisest one of all, he never thought of the humblest living being as undeserving. <laughs> so he's, I mean, here's this yeah. Jewish guy going into, into the Judeo-Christian uh, yep. peace you know, offering. And, and in the same thing in the Thor uh, example I read where man and God will be one. But say, is that you his know? way of saying that Jews wrote the Bible? <laughs> like, but it's, just a reminder, guys. It's, it's just so can much we, more. Can we hurry up and send copies of those to the president? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He needs to read some more comic books, yes, obviously. Yes. Listen, I really like this leaper guy. <laughs> yeah. I like the cut of his jib. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. His, his, yeah. How's your jib hanging? <laughs> yeah. Dan, you never uh, gave an answer for other Stanley heroes besides Spider-Man, uh, if any. You know what? I'd, Stanley himself sure. was a hero. And yeah. here's another reason why. Because anyone who knows me knows that my number one man on my man crush list is Ben Affleck. Okay. Wow, and when sir. someone asked him about how he thinks Ben Affleck's going to do as Batman, he said, I think he's going to do great. Mm -hmm. And Daredevil was not his fault. <laughs> no, it, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. No. Uh, so he, it, I, and I liked his Batman. You know, oh, in yeah, the two same Batman. here. Oh. But uh, uh, Stanley himself mm -hmm. being the person that he was, sure. doing the cameos that he did. Um, but but whose fault was Daredevil? <laughs> the director's <laughs> director writer. I, you yeah, know, I, I mean, the director's uh, cut was actually I, better. I didn't mm -hmm. think it was that bad, but you know, I, mm -hmm. I will say another hero, uh, an offshoot of what Dan said. You know, Stan himself was the fact that Stan, besides this tremendous writing and infusing uh, here, uh, oh, let's say pathos. Mm -hmm and comedy and some tragedy mm -hmm. in, in the books, like I've just given a few examples of, it was the fact that he was very uh, vivacious and really balls to the to the floor or whatever yeah. that's you know <laughs> I don't know balls to the floor yeah. please if anyone listening I mean, that, to this has no balls to the floor <laughs> please go to the doctor immediately I'd say that was, that was stop Stanley. listening to this that was, podcast that was him on his final days <laughs> go to an emergency room how, how low are your because, balls hanging today Stan well <laughs> to the floor <laughs> 
Yes, that was very I've heard poor. balls to the very, wall. <laughs> yeah, balls to the wall, yeah. Very poorly put. Uh, but while everybody else was ashamed was of, of being in the comic industry, yeah, right. even the artists who were making pretty good money uh, and were doing advertising work on the side, right. they were ashamed of their, you know, but Stan well, was saying, oh, no, no, comics are great. And he was well, force-feeding the country for having comics. A, like an entrepreneurial flair. Yes. He was the huckster. He was but, the, the, the reminds, ringleader, and, ringmaster. Um, it, he actually reminds me in that regard, mm -hmm. and this might refer to your uh, testicle dragging metaphor, yes. <laughs> to Hugh Hefner. Yeah, yeah that. It's uh, the publishing, revolutionizing, P. as T. much a businessman as anything else. P.T. Barnum. Getting, yeah, branding getting, himself. Yeah, getting them out there, and, and he's willing to take be the face. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that that disturbed Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby, right. who were creating everything with Stan, but they right. were, you know, really kind of in the sure. shadows, and and unfortunately so. I don't know if anything will come of this question, but Dan knows it's a favorite obsession of mine, Ooh. which is uh, supervillains. Okay. One of, and just in the regard of, like, creating them, when if you have, like, a Spider-Man or a Fantastic Four or X, just whatever, your heroes, for every one hero you need, like, a... You know, rogues Opposite, gallery. Yes, yes. You know, dozens yes, of yes. villains. So actually, a lot of creative energy must mm -hmm. go into coming yeah. up with all of these different leapers and hoppers yeah. and jumpers right. and ball draggers. And a, a pretty good one to, to lead mm -hmm. that list. Right. I mean, Batman has a lot of, you know, villains. But, mm -hmm. you know, without the Joker, would, would Batman right. be as, you know... Right. Well, I think every, you know, great superhero has their uh, nemesis, like right. a Lex Luthor or Doc yes. Ock. Yeah. So I was just wondering, I mean, um, are there any Stanley villains that stand out? Well, Doctor Doom, I guess, would be one of the ones. Okay. Because he's yeah. fought just about everybody in the uh, Marvel Universe. Okay. I'll stick uh, with Green Goblin. Oh. Sure. Uh, Galactus, you know, takes on the whole world. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which there's an interesting story. Uh right. When he basically said to Jack Kirby, "We need to, the next issue of FF. We need it to be uh, God in space. Let's call him Galactus." Okay. Jack Kirby goes and basically writes the three issues by okay. pacing it, and right. that's what some of the people at Marvel were mad for because it said written by Stan, drawn by so and so. When a lot of these guys were writing it visually and not getting right. credit for it. But besides that, the right. story, the, the the and Stan's admitted to this. Jack came back and said, here's your three issues paced out. Okay. And he said, boy, that Galactus looks great in his giant, right. you know, visage right. and everything. And he said, wait a minute, who's this silver guy in the surfboard? <laughs> he, literally, right. he did not create him and never has admitted to creating him and didn't even know who he was when he looked at him. He said, right. that's a surfer. Right. And he said, well, yeah, silver <laughs> surfer. But then uh, Stan sort of adopted him like nobody else can use because he wanted – Kirby wanted to use uh, Silver Surfer as a, a, a universal force. Right. And Stan wanted to, uh, did adopt him and told everybody for a f two or three years to hands off, I'm the only one that can write him. He saw him as the wandering Jew. You sure. Know, constantly whining about, and I don't yeah. mean that in a bad sense, just that, that things it's befell like, it's him. It's a character and, type. Yeah, and yeah. he <laughs> just looked at all the, the, uh, the terrible things that had gone on and why that humanity could not uh, uh, clean, right. clean up themselves. Have so yeah. many social justice warriors knocking down your door for saying that now. Yeah. <laughs> as long uh, as you don't go out in Halloween in silver face. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? One more thing with that panel of Stan Lee I went to. Uh, somebody stood up and they were like pissed off and it was some chick. Mm. She was like, why did it take so long for you guys to come up with a rogue from X-Men? Why did it take so long for you guys to come up with an origin story for her? And he was like, easy. 
no one thought of it. <laughs> and she, <laughs> well, yeah. and she, didn't, she didn't accept that yeah. as an answer. He was like, yeah, he's like, you're, you're making way more out of this than what it was. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we do it? Because we had no idea to do right. it. We didn't think about doing it. And, right. and at that time, that question was put to yeah. him. He was so far removed from the writing. He was just a figurehead. Yeah. Going, you yeah. know, uh, that was written by Claremont in yeah. the 80s and 90s, and he had stopped writing like X-Men. Like, no, he stopped earlier. writing okay. uh, X-Men by, like, number 17, 1964. Okay. Right. He, they created him in 63, and, mm. and within 17 issues, he, you know. Did he create Wolverine? No. no I didn't think again, so. that was okay. long, after long after. after. Yeah. I mean, he stopped uh, mid-70s. Right. Uh, he took off for a little bit to to help write a uh, a Lane Risney uh, film, the director, French director, okay. last year at Marion Bad, uh, okay. Hiroshima Mon Amour. But uh, it did the the film project didn't work out, so he came back, wrote a little bit more. By seventy one, seventy two, he was out of writing unless it was a special project, right? And then just was the president of the company, and then eventually right. the the whole big. You know, just a sure. figurehead to go around and, and do goodwill yeah. for Marvel. So, yeah, early 70s was the last time, unless it was a special project. Chris? Yes, sir. Uh, we have a couple of minutes left here. Okay. What else do you think people listening at home should know about Stan Lee? He was devoted to the cause of, of the visual medium of comic books. Very, mm -hmm. very devoted. And he was uh, a very, uh, I don't know too much about his private life, but he seemed to be a happy enough guy and was willing to just keep out there and pushing the, the word of comics out to people and was not mm -hmm. ashamed of it, and I really admire him for that. I mean, the guy the guy was still doing comic book conventions, meeting fans until, yeah. yeah. what, a year before he died or right. something? Right. Into his 90s. Yeah. 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 I mean, granted, at that point, now he's charging 100 bucks, yeah. but at the now, same time, I, it's... I had hey. heard that they were uh, uh, actually announcing that he would be at certain conventions so that people would put in their advance money, and they'd say, oh, sorry, due to whatever right. reason, he can't make it. Oh, well, now that he's passed away, I wonder if anybody will keep trying that. <laughs> He'll be there. Oh, sorry, after you've paid your money, no, he can't make it. Yeah, Ouija Khan. Yeah, Ouija with everybody in the place, you know, with yeah, their yeah. fingers in the, like, it, oh, it says it's pointing to Y. Yes, he will be there. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we're going to end on that a happy, fun note. It's not a, uh, a RIP episode for Stan Lee. Mm -hmm. uh, it's clearly one of the most influential men in pop culture, let alone comic books. Mm -hmm. Oh, can I add one quick thing? Yes, one quick one thing. One of the, the um, recent memes on mm. the Internet was... Thanos looking at the R.I.P. tombstone of Stan, and he said, Stan, I only meant half the universe. Why did you have to take the whole universe yeah. with you? Can I use my time ring to bring you back? So that, that was a cute little uh, uh, in honor of Stan. All right. Well, that was cute in honor of Stan. Uh, Chris is cute in honor of Stan. Dan is pretty cute, too. I'm very cute. No one has ever described me as cute, but I am the person who's going to end this episode. So uh, just... Remains for me to thank you, Chris, thank you, you, Dan, and you listeners. Check us out. Extra Comedy Nerd Show, ZipCon. Worlds are colliding. The Big Bang. Reboot the universe. Come on. It's the Action Comedy Nerd Show.
You need a good go teacher. Mm. I'll be glad to show you sometime. Okay.